Hey guys, it's Marsha Hoffines, and you are listening to the Storytellers Podcast, where we dig in, go deep, find ourselves, maybe cry, maybe laugh. We surrender, but we go home, and we go home big. We feel inspired. It's the story behind the cellophane. It's the story inside the truth. It's a story that most people don't want to tell, but we're here to share. Let's get started. Well, hey, everybody. Thank you so much for coming back and joining us. And I got to be careful about that. I've got some weird stuff going on over here. Okay. So as you guys know, I'm in the middle of doing a whole bunch of awesome interviews with some amazing men and women that have crossed my path over the years. And um, I'm excited today, not sure why (laughs) I said it like that, but I'm excited to be here today with Allie Blaine. She and I, we just confirmed. Sometimes I think I make these things up in my head and I have to do fact checking, checking, but I did indeed meet her when she was 19 years old. And I met her uh, at the yoga studio. Seems to be my connecting theme with how I meet most people. And her and I have had a very long and (laughs) just an awesome friendship and relationship that formed. And so, yeah, I met her through yoga first as a student, and then she um, also trained with me. And then Mm -hmm. we became friends and she became very good friends with my daughters. And she's just part of my amazing extended family. And Allie has just like When I think about transformation and I think about watching someone grow and confront everything that's just placed in front of them head on, it might not have always felt like it, but I'm going to say with lots of grace and lots of really strong conviction and determination, I would say that you are one of the first people that come to mind and that's how you journey through your, your path. And she has a very diverse life and she's so young. She's not even 29 years old yet. She has traveled to India. She's traveled to Spain, right? Yeah. Spain, all over Europe. Spain, all over Europe. Did you go to Australia? I did. We did. Okay. So I'm like somehow remembering all of this. Um, She finished, she studied, she finished her studies in, uh, at App State in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And what was yep, your major? North Carolina. What did you do there again? It was called Global Studies. Global so it was studies. pretty like broad, but I um, minored in like nonprofit management and And that management. got you to and yeah, and that got you to bread uh bread in the city, right? Bread for the city. Bread yeah, for the that city. was my first like real big girl job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like and then if you also think about what yogis and I'm putting like these little air Mm -hmm. quotes up like what yogis always want to say that they are she really embodies to me what someone who really lives their practice it doesn't matter if she does asana it doesn't matter if all that jazz but like a a really true like living breathing yogic principles she she's it and the last thing I want to say is that she now is a beautiful small business owner at a store that has been a staple here in Leesburg, Virginia for, gosh, how long have they been open? 
30 years? They 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 opened in th 35 years ago in Market yeah. Station, yeah. Yeah, so for goodness sake, it's a health food store. And she took that over last year in um, 2018, yep. September of 2018. Yeah, November. November, yeah. yep. Yeah. And gosh, it's just such an honor to know you and such an honor to have you here today. So thank you for oh, coming wow. on and being there with me. Well, thanks for having me. It's the honor is mine too. I feel really lucky to know to know you and to love you and to be loved by you has been such an incredible thing for me mm. too. So, mm. so yeah. we have like mutual love for each other. It's like, for and sure. and you know we're we're um, everyone who I'm podcasting with right now. They're right reaching out, going, "Are we still doing this?" And I'm like, "Yeah, we're yeah. still doing this, man." No so, better time. No better time. And guys, you know, let's just keep plugging along and doing all the things that make you feel really great during the times mm. of COVID nineteen. And I don't. I think I, especially right now, these things yeah. are so important. Uh, Any kind of connection, even if it's virtual, right? It's so important. Yeah. Look, I I gotta say, like, part of me is super stoked that I started my business online a couple of years ago because oh, yeah. I, I'm super comfortable right here sitting and connecting with people this week. It's not taking away from the fact that I want to like hug everybody and be with people physically mm -hmm. in, per in person, but really glad that I, I have this opportunity. So let's, so, Hey, let's go ahead and let's dig in. I just want to um, dig it. Yeah. So, okay. So um, as we were, as we were talking and I was introducing you, I said, that you, I indicated to you that you kind of went through your journey with such grace and determination and really with just a nice steadiness and peace. And one of the things that um, when I asked you what you wanted to talk about today, you actually wrote down, I'm just looking at this now, you said, how I found my peace and my power. Yeah. And I love that. So yeah. why don't you give people a little bit of a background on a you? Brief history. Yeah. Sure. Give the history yeah. to Ellie. Yeah. Well, hello, everyone. This is my yeah. first podcast. This I love cool. it. Uh, I know. It's fun. So I guess like I'm born and raised in Loudoun. I'm from here. Um, I had a pretty typical, amazing upbringing, really great parents. I have an older brother who I love, was an athlete my whole life. I think that's kind of like where this all started was being an athlete. I was a volleyball player. And I think if people were to ask me when I was like 15, 16, 17 years old, like, who are you? I would yeah. say I'm a volleyball player. I'm a setter. Like, that's how I identified. I didn't really know anything else. You know, I lived in a bubble. You live in, like, I had really no perspective outside of my, what was right in front of me. My perspective was really, like, there was much, I didn't have much depth. I was really on the surface. So I think that's, like, where this all started was, like, my identity as myself was an athlete. And um, when that was taken away, my freshman year of college, when I quit, that's kind of when shit hit the fan, I guess you could say. But before that, I think growing up, I've always been, I've always felt really loved and supported by my family and friends. And I feel really lucky for my upbringing. And um, in high school, I had a really great high school experience. Like I had um, great friends, junior and senior year were super fun. But that's kind of like when I also started to become like really um, hyper aware of my body and what people thought of my body and thought of me. And that's kind of when my I, like disordered eating what I would say started and that's a big part of my story too mm -hmm. um because that's kind of what launched me into this whole journey my whole story yeah I your journey of it. like discovering like true health and wellness right like, yeah really... and what that means and like yeah. how it's so different for everyone else 
so when I went off to college, I had a really bad freshman year. It was just, I was spiraling, you know, my, my eating disorder had like kind of came into, it started out then as depression and anxiety. I was super depressed. I was really reckless my freshman year. I did really bad in school. You can ask my parents. I was like on academic probation. I was drinking a lot. I was just like flaky. I lied a lot. I was just like mm. reckless. I was just so lost and uncomfortable in my skin. And I just felt like I had nothing was grounding me. You know, I just felt like I out of control completely. Yeah. Um, so I had to come home. I, I quit volleyball. And that's when I was like, who am I? I have no idea who I am now. I have lost my identity. And that's just when I, I w really hit a low point. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing here anymore. Cause it's like, yeah, you know, and having two daughters at that age in life, like it's so, it, it, it is, it's so much. And it's, and it's okay for it to be that way, right? Like, yeah, you are your, you know, if people were to identify my daughters right now, it's like Bella's a dancer, mm -hmm. as a soccer player, right? And sure. it's, it's interesting, because um, you were talking a lot about your parents. And I will say, like, I, I love your parents, your parents are some of, you know, they're, they're inspiring role models to me to watch. Mm -hmm you know, particularly when I, and I see, like, if I may, the, the, the product. <laughs> yeah. you, I know that sounds so <laughs> right. Yeah. But like, even how they navigated through all of it with you was sure. just really beautiful. So yeah. Yeah. So, Cause they didn't have a, they didn't have like a manual either. They were, yeah. just, they were taking that. They did the best they absolutely could. And yep. I'm grateful for that. Even though like at times I, you know, I was like, why aren't you doing more? But they didn't know, you know? <laughs> yeah. So I think like, so Anyway, after freshman year, I came home and I, that's when I met you. I mm -hmm. started doing energy exchange. was super flaky. Remember, I always like would bail yes. out. Right? Yes. And that's, like, you, you showed some serious tough love. You're like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? You, <laughs> you, like, can, you, swear. Know, you can swear on my yeah. podcast. Okay, good. So <laughs> you were kind of like, what the fuck, dude? What is your problem? Like, why aren't you showing up for your shift? And that's just who I was at that point. I was yeah. flaky. I couldn't commit. I just was so uncomfortable. But then I and that was right. teacher training. <laughs> and then I was going to say, I remember very specifically one time having to call you and confront you with it. And it was so yeah, hard. I remember that phone call very vividly. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I, know where, I knew where I was. Yeah. I know exactly where I was. And yep. I just like wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, definitely. You, you did. You did. You still signed up for teacher training with me. And I, yeah. I, will, I, I love that part of our, our mm -hmm. relationship. Truly. Yeah. And teacher training, like, was really, like, the catalyst for me for when I started actually, you know, I lived on the surface for so long, and then the next one, like, layer started being peeled back, and it that's, like, kind of, like, what launched me into, like, the next 10 years of my life was, yeah. it, it didn't get easier, it got actually a lot harder after that, but it gave me a new perspective that there's more to this than what I just see, and that teacher training started to peel off the band-aids and clean up the wound and, like, all this stuff, like, um, so from there it started that's where it all started with teacher training because it just gave me a whole new perspective and like this connection to me that I never felt before yeah and I like, just like you, and like looking at all my shit which is like no one wants to do so it was like oh my god like I either gonna have to do all this hard work or I can just sit here and fester and it probably wouldn't have ended well for me you know so like yeah I had to keep moving and so I guess like what you say you say I would give myself that credit that I've always confronted things head on mm -hmm. I don't know if they were graceful maybe sometimes it came off that way but I I definitely would give myself that credit is that when things came up I just just did it I just would 
keep moving, yeah. keep moving forward. You know, I, I think about it and I think about, you know, moving into resistance and a lot of people, and I guess where I, I look at this, like you moved into it with grace is, and determination was a lot of people look at resistance and they will 100% flip and just run away from it. And, mm -hmm. and it almost makes the resistance harder, but you, you looked at it and you're like, okay, I'm diving in. Mm -hmm. And it, yeah. grace doesn't mean that it was pretty. It was sure. ugly, but you didn't run away. Yeah. From it. And I think that that for me to watch a young woman at the age of 19 years old go, okay, man, I'm jumping in. It's pretty admirable. Yeah. And you had another beautiful friend right alongside the, the side of you, Victoria. But I thought yeah. it was super special at that time that you know you guys went through that together, each for sure. fighting your own stuff. It was crazy. Mm -hmm. um, it but, is crazy. Yeah. So, so teacher training was the catalyst. Tell us, tell us a little For bit. For sure. And I think that it also gave me something I was like, oh, now I'm not a volleyball player. Maybe I can be a yogi. And I think that was a lot to it too, where mm -hmm. I was like, I just like kind of like dove into it. Got super into the Ashtanga method, which is like a huge part of my story too. I think, <laughs> you know, I don't know. Do I, do yeah. I explain what Ashtanga is? It's yeah. a, it's a yeah. style of yoga and there, it's a set practice or set series you work through with one teacher in a room and it's, that was super healing for me because it gave me, it's very structured and disciplined mm. six days a week. And it's, it's hard, it's rigorous, but it's the discipline that I needed in my life and the structure mm -hmm. I needed. And it gave me a community. So I got really into that, like to the point where I went to, I went to Mysore twice, you know, I really was all in and it, it gave me exactly what I needed at the time. I think I got out of it at the right time, <laughs> but yeah. um, I yeah. think it, it gave me this sense of purpose. It gave me, um, structure and it also just gave me time every day to work through shit like it really was a mirror for me like getting there in the morning working through my practice it was grounding um and it was just another deeper connection to myself that I needed I mean I'm so grateful for that and I I still believe heavily in that practice and just any any asana practice can be that way but I'm that changed my life it was a profound experience for me to go through that those four years of having a really dedicated practice and going to India and studying with my teacher in DC, Michael Hall, like that was profound for me. And being someone who was a competitive athlete, mm -hmm. you know, Ashtanga, I had a, I had a pretty stable, I'm not going to say strong, but I had a pretty stable Ashtanga practice for a while. And it's always the practice that I turned to or had been the practice that I turned to for a long time when I was healing injury and I was trying to just sure. get myself into routine. And it's still very much a foundation of what I do at home when I practice mm -hmm. alone. Um, but for someone who's got that um, background in competitive anything, and not that Ashtanga is competitive, but it gives that discipline. No, structure. But it gives that, sure. that container. Yeah. Like you go to practice, you probably had your drills that you always ran, right? Like I know for Bella, yeah. like ballet was that. And for Mez, mm -hmm. like. Yeah, volleyball is the same way. Warm up. Yep. So having that routine yeah. and that, that's, that, that was a really, and I remember when you found Ashtanga too, like we had a guest mm -hmm. teacher come to the studio and it was like, yeah. you lit on fire. Yeah, it definitely did. It definitely sparked something in me. And people would tell me like, you look different. You look different. Did you meet a boy? I'm like, no, I just, I met a lot of yoga, you know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm a yogi yeah. Yeah. but, um, but that was like a really crucial chunk in my, my journey was that healing time because it was super healing. But then, you know, I think that's all I was doing. I was just only doing my yoga practice. And then as time moved on, I, my body started to hurt because, mm -hmm. you know, I look back at the 
the shit I did in that practice. I was like, whoa. And you know, Michael Hall was always really good about it. He's like, this isn't your exercise. You need to move other ways. Go lift weights, go run, go bike. He's like, this isn't it. And I should have listened to him because I think that would have probably made me in less pain because I was starting to hurt because I am an athlete. I like to move athletically. So I needed more dynamic movement in my life. So I kind of quit cold turkey. And plus we can go into it. There's just stuff that came up in the community and globally. I was like, okay, this isn't me. So I just kind of wanted to take a break from it. So I started boxing and running and swimming. And um, that was also super healing. Boxing, I think me and Jamie Markle have kind of talked to this before. Yoga to me is, I mean, uh, boxing has been kind of like my new yoga. <laughs> yeah. Um, but. Well, I say, I say yoga is anything, any place that you find that, I don't know that, what I like to think about it is that like, I feel the sense of um, like almost euphoria on the inside and. You know, yeah. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a professional yoga teacher. That's what I do for a living. Um, I train people. I still sit in those rooms mm-hmm. 200 hours a year, sometimes twice. Yep. And I love it. But yoga is not my practice anymore either. My practice yeah, really not. is running. It really is moving my body in different ways. But my yoga practice has become something so different for me. It's almost like my steady, right? It's yeah. just like it's the place where I just – it's fulfilling a different role anymore in my life than it used to. Does yeah, for sense? sure. And, yeah. And, and, and Michael Joel Hall, like you're right. And he always has been one of the few, few teachers out there in my, in my purview, right. That I see mm-hmm. that's always talked about move your body in other ways. Um, because anything out of balance is going to hurt you. Hurt, for is. sure. But there's mm-hmm. so many uh, teachers that would say only yoga, only yoga, mm-hmm. and yeah. it, it, get, it would get confusing. But I, I also think that that's, a, that's true for everything in life anymore. Like we will go mm-hmm. look at what's happening in the world right now, extremes, I know. right? You just yeah. you get way too out of balance one way. You've got to go all the way to all the, the way other side, the, yep. right? Yeah. So talk about, tell me a little bit about going to India. What was that like for you? What did, what did that do for you? What did you learn and how did you grow there? Oh my gosh, that that was probably like I see I say profound a lot, but I kind of just bought a ticket to India back in 2012. I was I was I was only 20 at the time. I was 21 when I finally went, but bought a ticket. Didn't tell my parents until like three weeks later because I was so scared. I remember because I was like, hey, I'm actually not going to go back to school this semester. I'm going to go to India for six weeks, but it ended up being three months. And I think it it was that was I think that was a big cat like aha moment, catalyst moment because it just gave me this sense of like, I have power, I have, I'm capable of doing things, I can go do something like this. And it gave me just not a break in life, but it just gave me quiet time, like a chunk in my life where I can just, all I had to do was just sit, do I went to yoga in the morning, and I could just sit and be with myself and give me that quiet space. And that's like, that's a, a super privilege to get that not many people get that opportunity mm-hmm. just to like, only have that time to, for yourself. And it gave me such a sense of power and confidence that I had never experienced ever in my life. So that was like a first glimpse in that, my own power that I was seeking and, and peace because it, you know, it gave me, a, it was quiet time. And I think yeah. it was profound in that yeah. sense. Um, but it was wild. I mean, India is wild. It, I'd never been really out of the country before. So I really went for it. When <laughs> you I just went, you went all in. India. Yeah. Did you, did you get sick when you first got there the first time? Uh, yeah, I had like an eight hour, you know, the uh, right. classic. Remember, I don't know. Like, eight hour bug. Yeah, you get sick. You always get sick when you go. Luckily, I, I never, I came out pretty unscathed compared yeah. to some people, but 
Yeah. Yeah. But That's awesome. yeah, it's a beautiful place. I think like either you want to go or you never want to go. Yeah. And um, it will, I can't wait to go back one day, but I don't know when for, that will be. For different reasons, probably. Yeah. For sure. I don't know if I would ever, I don't think I'd go back to Mysore necessarily, but I'd just like to go back to India. Um, That's awesome. Now, is this, um, do you think during that time, did, had you always wanted to travel a lot or was this like something that kind of. No, I never really thought about it. I think like before, like I said, like my periphery was really short. Like I just, it was like day to day. Then like, I was just in high school, like with my friends, playing volleyball, and then I go to college and play volleyball. And that's really it. I never thought about the world like outside of my, my bubble. Yeah. So that, this is this burst my bubble for sure. <laughs> I was like, whoa, yeah. there's, there's a lot out there. And, um, and just like, it's so corny, but going somewhere like that where it's just so deeply spiritual and and it's it's a it's just it moves you in a different way and it changes the way you look yeah, at the world you your almost life. have to live your you almost see life totally different like what yeah. i understand from people who go over there and like really pay attention you can't help but leave there changed yeah for sure yeah i think if you, awesome. you do it the right way i think that's how it should work but. yeah now so you went to India. Your parents were chill. They flipped like, oh. out. Well, they flipped uh. out at first. <laughs> no, they, my mom was like, because I kept mentioning it. I'm like, well, I really want to go to India. I want to go to India. And finally, she was like, well, did you buy a ticket already? I'm like, yeah, my brother, because I didn't have a credit card at the time. My brother was the one who was like, here's my credit card number. You can just pay me back. Um, big brother. So, of course, she freaked out. They were so freaked out. Like, yeah. I mean, no one's ever done this before in my family. So, um, but th now you could ask them about it and they're like oh that was the best thing she could have ever done yeah um but yeah so I came back and then I transferred to upstate and that's um was such a good move for me too but I should mention all this like yoga was a huge tool for me to find like this peace and power I was looking for but I was also in therapy like I for sure am a big advocate yeah. for talk therapy like please like I think um that's definitely was oh, crucial yeah. for me um so I went to app and loved it I had great experience made great friends got into the outdoors um but I was still like hurting like I was it wasn't like everything was good after India I still was struggling with depression and body issues and eating issues and but you know I was just along the way it's trial and error you get data okay that didn't work and what can I try next and you just get tools along the way so then when I graduated I went back to India for a couple months and it was a different experience. It was great, but just different. It was, I studied with a different teacher. And um, when I came home, it was kind of like, I felt like back in that same place. I was like, oh my God, I'm back and stuck in Lamb County. Oh my God, like I've done nothing. Um, you've done nothing, I, but you've done oh so much, right? And so oh my God, yeah, of course. Well, and I find what you just say super interesting because I think that is a, um, I don't know how to say it other than like a symptom of our, mm -hmm. particularly our little world here. And I'm not going right. to just exclude it to Loudoun County, but I will say like, you know, with such an emphasis on what do you do for a living and mm -hmm. status right. and things like that, it can very much make you mm -hmm. feel like I haven't done anything, but I, right. you know, just already like, what are you, 21 years old at this point in time? 22? I was 23. Like, and then, yeah. But still traveling. Right. You had I, also I had gone significantly traveled. Right? 
Yeah, I did a semester abroad, which yeah. is really awesome. Um, Lived in the mountains in Boone, North Carolina. Yeah, and it all happened for a reason because when I yeah. came, when I graduated, I came back from India. I worked at the store, like the store that I now own, for eight months yeah. and managed it. Kind of got a taste of it, but then I moved to DC. I'm still not in great shape. Like I think that I my when I first got to do some of my lowest points in my life, like super painful depression. Um, yeah. But that's when I was like I was I had done Michael Joel Hall's program and we were. I was practicing with him and that was crucial. It gave me structure, gave me something. But, um, but then I found a really great therapist that actually I would, I would chop a lot of this up to her. Her was a lot of the reason why I'm still even talking to you. <laughs> um, yeah. She gave me just like such incredible strength and tools. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, I, I did a lot of the work too. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, to me, all of this is choice. A lot of it is choice. So you kept making the next right choice for yourself mm -hmm. and choosing to show up and do the work for yourself. Right. Like, so yeah. you, mm -hmm. you got to really allow yourself to give your, I mean, and I know you do, but like to anybody listening, right. Anyone who's listening, who's doing the work and it feels like it's long and it feels like it's hard, like keep choosing to show up and keep doing the work for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So, and you just feel like sometimes you're not even moving. Yeah. So you take a million steps forward and then you take you take one step back and you think that, oh, that's it. Yep. But, yeah. Um, but then it was, uh, so then as my, I'm sorry, I'm trying to make this, not to make my story super long, but like, no, you're lived just in straight, DC for four here. years. And then, um, and then I, I would work at the store here and there on Saturdays. Um, and that's when Valley mentioned it was like three years ago. She's like, well, I might sell. And I was like, well, that'd be cool. Like, store in Leesburg. And then it was the next summer of 2018. I moved back home. And that's when everything really clicked for me. Like, it all just clicked like all of my my whole like therapy yoga my whole last decade just clicked and I was just like I just felt this immense peace was there a moment for you like can you remember and I was like it's all gonna be okay and it's all good I kind of remember this time where I was driving home from Leesburg because I was started working at King Street Coffee and I was like coming up over the mountain it was really pretty and I just like started crying because I think it was just I felt such like I think joy I think that's what it was just like pure joy and lightness and peace I think that's what it was and I think just things it just clicked I don't think there was like this big like aha moment that really happened it just all found a place finally and yeah. I felt, like I said really good in my physical body mental body and spiritual things clicked and I felt like okay I can do this like I'm ready for this next chapter it was it was like a closing of one chapter and then uh beginning of the new one starting and that's what it was yeah, I talk a lot about, um, I share the story a lot with my coaching groups and my programs that um, back in the summer of 2018, I was feeling particularly like stuck, not knowing where we were going next, not knowing what life was going to look like. And I remember purposely taking a full week off from work. And I was out taking a walk one day and I had one of those moments where it wasn't like everything just fell into place and was sh sunshiny, but like I felt a sense of like calm and peace come back over me and almost like this new renewed oh, yeah. to move forward a little bit. And it's, it's interesting how um, it's an acute. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Yeah. Yeah, and those moments are really um, kind of magical when they happen. They are with magic, for sure. It makes it all worth it. Like, that just a moment like that 
all of that just be worth it. Yeah. Just one moment. Oh. Just one moment. And honestly, it's it sounds so cliche to say, but it definitely it definitely happens that way. But it's been an accumulation of everything to that point that really Absolutely, yeah. There. So Yeah, and um yeah. Uh, go ahead, go ahead. No, I think that's right. It's just funny how over 10 years of pain can, and then one moment, you're like, it was worth it all. <laughs> yeah. Talk a little bit about your dog. Tell us a little bit about her. Her name's Lenny. And she's a big part of it, too. I guess ugh, I left you out, Lenny. She's right next to me. Um, no, you didn't leave her So out. when I was in D.C., I, when I was seeing my therapist, Gwen, she was like, have you ever thought about getting a dog? And I'm like, yeah, not, I guess not super seriously. I grew up with dogs. I love dogs. So you should, you should get a dog. <laughs> and like, so I got an emotional support dog. So I, me and my sister-in-law, we went looking for, I wanted like a pit bull, a pit bull mix. Right? We found her in the, the shelter. She wasn't barking. She was just sitting there. And it was like an immediate bond. So I took her home and like immediately she was, we were each other's people, you know, she was, and she was such a, oh man. She came in at the best, perfect time because she's so laid back, but she met me exactly where I needed to be. You know, if there's days where I just didn't want to get out of bed because I was, I just couldn't, she'd lay in bed with me. You know, it wasn't, she met me where I was, but I still had to get up and feed her. I still had to get up and walk her. So she kept me moving at some point, you know, but she just like has been such a, you know, like a soul dog. Like she met me exactly where I needed to be, um, but she kept me moving forward too, just in her own way. <laughs> Yeah. Um, well, so that's, she's been, she's just been, there's really no word. <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, but that's all part of, it's, it's something that I've been really working with a lot of people on this past week and working with myself as well, which is, you know, you got to meet yourself. If you want to make forward progress every day, isn't mm-hmm. going to be your superhero get up and roar. No, the best progress is going to be like stamina. Like I, I I think, I think about like, imagine we were all training to run like an ultra marathon right now. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, okay. So yeah, there are the people who like hold like a crazy seven minute pace, whatever. We're not talking about them. (laughs) We're talking about most people. You (laughs) got to boo. No, no. (laughs) but you know what I'm saying? Like you've got to pace yourself. Sometimes you're going to be walking. Sometimes it's going to look a little bit like crawling and sometimes you're going to be like really running fast. So I love that yep. you, um, I love that you said that because I think, you know, the underlying theme of your whole entire story really is perseverance and yes. finding your own stamina and finding and using tools in different ways that allow you to keep moving forward, even when it feels like you're taking a step or two behind, a step or yeah. two back. Um, yeah. Yeah, Lenny is, you guys, if you ever, if you are in Loudoun County and you do go into, for goodness sake, she is the best, the best top dog. She's amazing. So she's just the kindest, sweetest thing. Yeah. Yeah. So in terms of now, tell us a little bit about, Mm -hmm. tell us a little about who you are now. If someone said, Allie Blaine, who are you? Oh, man. Ah! Putting me on the spot. Yeah. Who is she? Who are you? Who is she? I think, because, you know, I, I don't want to use, like, oh, I'm, a, I'm a small business owner, because, like, I am, but I don't, I guess I don't identify that way. I think mm-hmm. I want people to know, like, me as someone who is 
strong but kind. I think I think I'm a, a source of for that for people. Um, I don't know. It's hard to put a word. And sometimes I don't think there are words. I've thought about this before. Words to be like, who are you? I was like, I know who I am because I know how it feels. I don't know how do you explain that. You know, like how do you, you know what I mean? Like that, like your ass, like your real, your true essence. I don't know. If, I don't know if I can put words to it, but I, but I know who it is. I know who I am. I don't yeah. know how to put it. But it's sometimes I'm like, I don't know if there's even like spoken word for it. <laughs> Well, if I had to tell people who my beautiful Virgo friend is, Virgos, Virgos hey. rule. Um, I would say that you are one of the most straightforward, honest, compassionate, trustworthy, hardworking human beings I've ever met. Wow, well, Jesus, thank you. Yeah, and you've done all of it. And you know and what? And I think I'm at a point now, which I think is cool. Like I agree, right? And I yeah. think that's cool to say like I think I'm at a point now where I'm like hell yeah I, and that's yeah. my power and I can own that power yeah you know how to take a compliment I, I mean we all have stepped into that place a lot of us have right like when you bring mm-hmm. your when you find your peace and you find your power you and someone looks at you in the eye and says you are this you're like yes I am and you mm-hmm. can see it because I see it in you yeah right? absolutely so I think just clarity and just the way you step forward. Like I've been joking with Allie, <laughs> I've been joking with her <laughs> that she's going to be Ma- Mayor Allie Blaine. And I, I mean that from my, like, I mean it from my heart. Like not that I know. maybe she is going to be in politics. I don't know, maybe, but just the way you connect with people and your interaction, like, you really are bringing community together. And I think that that's just another that's like what I, yeah, that's definitely like my, my ultimate goal with my store is like, yeah, it's cool to sell like cool products, but it's the community itself. That's why I'm there. And it, yeah. it can feel it. And especially during all this madness, I, I feel a stronger calling even more. So it's like, how can I really make this a community space? Yeah. Um, yep. So it's really interesting how this all works. Yeah. Cause it's just such a crazy time right now. Yeah. Um, and you've been placed exactly where you're supposed to be and it's, you know, stand in that power and stand yeah. in that truth. So if you, if you could tell yourself that flighty little girl that stood me up <laughs> energy exchange, no, I'm just joking with you. But if you could look back at her and tell her one thing, what would it be? Like we touched on that, like those that moment where you feel like such immense joy and peace take over. I think I just would tell her just just know that you'll feel this and it will make it hard to remember the pain that mm-hmm. it, that like what you're going through is so temporary, um, and that this is the most important work you'll ever do. But it's just it's temporary, and like what's coming is just gonna you'll forget the pain of all this. You'll just take you'll just take the good that you got from it. Like, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't change one thing about the last 10, 12 years of my life, even the lowest points. Like, I wouldn't change one thing. And I think I would tell her just to keep, keep moving. Keep moving. Yeah. And that's exactly what you've done. Yeah. I love it. So to anyone listening, keep moving. It gets better. (laughs) Yeah, it does. Even when it's, especially now when you think it's just gonna, (laughs) (laughs) right. Yeah, and I think that's a really good message for all of us, particularly right now during these times where we feel like we're in a big, massive quicksand pit 
you know, the one thing that I think I was scared to death about the most when I was little was that there was going to be quicksand all over the place. Thank you to all the cartoons. <laughs> and I actually feel like we're right now in a virtual pit of quicksand, right? But there, we know how to keep going, mm-hmm. right? And many of us just know how to keep going. And I'm yeah. just going to use your message as a way to close this out today and just remind everybody to yeah. keep looking forward know that all of this is temporary Forward. and um, we're going to find power and a lot of peace that's going to come mm-hmm. out of this. So together Absolutely. we shall rise. Thank you, yeah, Allie. Together. Thank you so much for sharing everything. Thanks for having me, Marcia. Yeah. This is so cool. I think that yeah. you're, thank you you're... for being such a huge part of my life. Mm. Thanks for letting me. You know, I always Thanks say for that letting me and live in your basement for six months when I was 20 years old. It's still the best couch out there. So anybody needs a place <laughs> to crash, I've got this great couch yes, down here. It's very comfortable. It's pretty I can awesome. <laughs> Thank you to everything that you've done and you've shared with us today. And um, I can't wait for us to put this puppy live and share your wisdom with the world. Yeah. So super appreciate you. I super appreciate all of you guys for listening and enjoying and sharing in this time and appreciate you. yeah so we're all in this together guys keep going keep yeah. smiling we're gonna get through it till next time all right thank you yeah well hey guys thanks so much for joining us and listening and tuning in wherever you are listening to your podcast keep on listening sharing enjoying and hey follow us on social media instagram is msh underscore shift you can also follow me marcia m-a-r-c-i-a underscore hines h-o-f-f-h-e-i-n-s you can also find us on the book and join our makeshift happen group it's a public open group share goodies and information. Um, visit my website, marshallhoffines.com, sign up for the newsletter, and we'll just keep you full of all the goodies, all of them, all the time. Talk to you soon.